By embracing their natural strengths, women advisors are upending the status quo and challenging the financial industry with a more authentic approach to doing business. Welcome to the Femex Advisor Podcast, where we empower female financial advisors to fearlessly embrace their authentic selves. Adri Miller-Heckman, the founder of Femex Advisor, inspires and empowers women to leverage their natural strengths, creating more energy, passion, and success. Follow along for female-driven, inspirational, and motivational strategies for you to create the extraordinary life you have always wanted. Well, welcome everybody to today's Femex Advisor podcast. I'm Adri Miller-Heckman, founder of FemexAdvisor.com, where women advisors fearlessly embrace their authentic self. My guest today is an amazing woman, to say the least. Barbara Husson, formerly Barbara Stanny, is a powerful influencer for women in the financial world. She is a wealth coach and financial therapist and is on a mission. She's written five books, starting with Prince Charming Isn't Coming, a bestseller, and has inspired, I don't know, thousands of women to take more ownership in their financial life. Barbara is also a woman who I have been in contact with for many, many years, and I consider a friend. So Barbara, welcome to the call today. Thank you, Adri. It's so good to be here. It's so good to see you. Thank you. I think it's been almost 16 years since we started hosting conference calls together. <laughs> you remember those days? We couldn't see each other. <laughs> and we never needed a script. <laughs> That's right. Right? Because we were both on the same mission. But what is fascinating about you, Barbara, and your story is where you are today is not at all where you expected to be. Hmm. When you started out in life, right? That is an understatement to say the least. Yes. And so you have been in in your years of working with women, you have had lots of ups and downs and defining moments, all of which kind of led you to here. What were some of those moments that where you had to make a choice? Either you were forced to or you chose to, and it was super scary. But you look back now and you say, thank God I did that. Well, I think the very first one, the real, real game changer came when I got married at 23 years old. I married a man who was a lawyer. Then he became a stockbroker. <laughs> and since I didn't understand money, I grew up wealthy. My father was the R of the H&R Block. And the only advice he ever gave me about money was don't worry because there'll always be a man to take care of you. And then I married a man <laughs> who's going to take care of me. But I found, yeah, he took care of me. All right. I found out very early in our marriage is that he was a compulsive gambler. I, I didn't understand money. I didn't know what to do with it. And I continued. And even though I knew he was gambling my money, my inheritance, I continued to let him manage it because that's how terrified and intimidated I was by anything financial. And I couldn't, I couldn't learn it. I just couldn't get it. And finally, after our divorce, after 15 years, we got a divorce and I decided money's not my thing. I don't want to deal with money. Well, then came, then the universe had other plans for me. Okay. <laughs> let me just put it like that. I got tax bills for 
over a million dollars, almost two million, one million eight hundred thousand dollars. I did not have anywhere close. the The tax bills were for ex back taxes. My ex didn't pay for illegal deals he got us in. Of course, my signature was on everything, but I didn't have anywhere close to a million dollars. Not even close. My ex had left the country, and my father wouldn't lend me the money. And that's when I swear my life was over. <laughs> I swear it was done. But I had three daughters young. One was a baby. I was not going to raise them on the street. And that's when I knew I had to get smart. And I did. And I did. You educated yourself. Well, I'm I'm going to tell you what happened. I tried to educate myself. You know, I did all (laughs) the things they tell you to do. I read the books. I went to classes. And I swear, Adri, my eyes would glaze over. So I couldn't learn. I just couldn't get it. But I was committed because I have those my little babies. I was committed. And I believe when you are committed, like mm. no back door. <laughs> right. No out. No out. There was no out for me. Not when I had three girls. The human, I believe the universe revolves to help you reach your goal. And I got hired. I was working as a journalist writing for the San Francisco Business Times. And, and this was a miracle. I was hired to a, for a freelance writing project to interview women who were smart with money. And those interviews virtually changed my life. I not only learned from these women how to get smart about money, but suddenly I had this whole new career, financial education for women. And it was all because my life fell apart. Right? Isn't that amazing? It totally fell apart. And it came back together in the most extraordinary way. I mean, there are so many of my clients that I have coached through the years. And the way they got into this business is because their life fell apart. They either got a divorce, they didn't know anything. Why are we as women so willing to to resist moving forward, to resist facing our fears? Well, I don't think there's, I I wouldn't put it in in like, there's nothing wrong with us. We honestly can't help it. It's an evolutionary process, I believe, because our brains were created from the moment our prehistoric ancestors started walking this planet. Our brains were designed with one purpose, to keep us safe and for us to survive. Survival, yeah. For survival. So anytime you go out of your comfort zone, anytime you go into the new, the unpredictable, the unfamiliar, your brain is going to resist. Your brain's going to say, no, don't do that. It's dangerous because it's only trying to keep us safe. So I think what helps is understanding the difference between what our brain is really trying to protect us from is, is not necessarily our survival. But it is, it, it doesn't, we're no longer on the tundra with these woolly mammoths threatening us, you know? Right. So we really need to be discerning because the truth is fear on the other side of fear is where success lies always yeah. in everything. Okay. So here's what's interesting, right? Survival is what pushed you to start learning about money. No, but then no, yeah. no survival didn't push me. If I was if survival pushed me, I would have learned long ago. What pushed me is my maternal instinct. Okay. For my children's that I could take care of my children. So I guess that was survival. It was survival, but it wasn't my survival. That's <laughs> so crazy. It was my children's and that I yeah, wanted and- to be a role model. 
I think that that's sometimes the powerful motivator. I mean, as a single mom with three little kids, I was building a business and I went through the same thing. I remember thinking, I'm just going to throw in the towel and take a salary. And then I'm like, no, that is not the life I want. So either I'm going to go big or go home, right? And I do think, Barbara, there are these little defining moments, these little decisions that pop into our head. And I will never forget the day I went through that thought process. And from then on, there was no turning back, right? You can't move forward when you still have one foot over here and one foot over here. It's like, nope, I got to make this work. And you did. But you know something? I'm talking for me. It took me a while to get to know I will do this. It took me a while to get to that place of fierceness. And since then, every major, every book I've written, every piece, every body of work that I've created, and and there have been quite a few, has always been preceded by some kind of challenge, like some kind of some kind of things falling apart. Maybe not as bad as my marriage, right. but things falling apart. And I've come to see, you know, the breakdown before the breakthrough. So now when things fall apart, I always, I don't like it. I believe me, I don't like it, but I always go, oh, I wonder what's coming. Right. You learn that it's not a bad thing. Does it hurt? Does it feel uncomfortable? But if you resist it and fight it and fight it, you're not willing to see the opportunities that are presenting itself in front of you. That's that's right. That's right. But and there's also an emotional process because really I think what all that fighting and resisting is about is just letting your fear come up. It's yeah. just kind of and 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 the grief because there is grief because when you leave one, you know, you leave one thing and you start another, but there's that grieving process that has to happen. So I think it is a very emotional thing. It's very emotional for women. But yeah, there's, you know, in one of my books I wrote, there's a direct correlation between our level of abundance and our ability to receive. And when I talk about receiving, the way you receive, and this has been a very important concept for me to integrate into my life. When you, receiving means that everything that happens good or bad, right or wrong, positive or negative, it, it's all for your highest good. It's, you know, it's really easy to, when you receive a compliment to say thank you, when you, but to get a dress down from your boss, you know, but everything is there as a sign, as a message, as a lesson, yes. as an opportunity. So that brings up a really interesting point. Now, you know, I work with financial advisors, female financial advisors, and so many of us were like these beautiful peacocks. We enter the land of penguins and nothing feels natural. Everything we're taught does not feel natural. We're confronted with the pressures to perform based on money, 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 when in fact our nature is very different. Yet we conform, we adapt, and we lose ourselves. right? How do we, how do we help the women out there 
to really start to break free of the protocol of the industry and listen to their own heart and soul and carve their own path. Well, in all fairness, I'd say it's really hard to do that if you're in an old voice network culture where men can be mis- misogynistic, where men can be marginalizing. It's it's difficult to do that. I think in order for us, we need our we need other women. We need yes, support. community. Yeah. We need community. And I think that's one of the things you provide, Adri. You know. Mm-hmm. I think we need to get our, you go girl, you can do this. We need role models of other women who have done that and how they did that and how they survived. And we just need places where we can break down and be what, as one woman said, the little girl that lives inside me. I mean, this is tough stuff. Yeah. But with with support, I think, and with the proper motivation. So you've coached successful women for many, 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 many years. What would you say are some of the biggest hurdles that prevent growth, prevent success, that get in the way? Well, they probably take many forms, but they all boil down to one thing. And you know what that is. (laughs) It's fear. 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 And fear usually comes from these beliefs we have. These beliefs about how to survive in the world. But most of these beliefs are very maladaptive, if not outright lies. I I remember there was this great quote from this neuroscientist professor who said, our greatest source of suffering are the lies we tell ourselves. And it's really, really, when when I get scared, I take some time to journal and to really look inside and said, what belief am I holding? that is causing me to see this next step as threatening, as dangerous, as not good. And Mm -hmm. I really look at that. And sometimes that fear is justified. That fear is my intuition saying, don't go there. But more often, it's my fear of the unknown and the unpredictable. Yes. We do a piece on fear, right? And we talk about there are three or four things that hold us back. Rules, Roadblocks, protocol, limiting beliefs. Rules are the survival, compliance, following certain SEC rules, doing the right thing in that regard. But the rest of them, roadblocks, maybe you got a bad compliance officer, you work around it. Protocol is a biggie. That's the old messaging. This is how you succeed. Nose to the grindstone, long hours, sweat and tears, right? And so we've got those old beliefs. The protocol and the limiting beliefs I see are our self-limiting beliefs that come from the old messaging are two of the factors that really do not have any massive consequences, yet they hold us back. I think there, I would add three more things to that. What would you add? I would add one thing is we devalue or minimize ourselves. And we hold ourselves back because there's a little voice says, who do you think you are? And that has to do with early conditioning. Because I always had this little voice that said, who do you think you are? And that was my dad's. It was very clear. The other thing, it's come from that point of not valuing ourselves. The other reason is we are notoriously codependent. 
We put everybody else's needs before our own and not just our family and friends, but our coworkers and perfect strangers, because it sounds noble, but self-denial always leads to anger, to pain, to illness, you know, not the stuff that success is made of, but every time we go to put ourselves first to do what we know we should do, it's like, we go, no, we feel guilty. Yeah. And that's the key, is the key to going to the next level in life, in anything, whether it's making more money or losing more weight, it's always the willingness to be uncomfortable, the willingness to do what you don't think you can do, don't want to do, or are scared to do. You know, it's interesting, the two things you just said, we minimize our value, okay, and we create these codependencies, right? We're helping everybody else. That is such a factor for many women advisors. I say, why are you, why are you in the business of helping women who are 60 and only accumulated a hundred thousand? And the women advisors really struggle to first recognize, Hey, that work bores me. This is what I'm good at up here. Complex issues where they've got lots of accounts, a lot going on right? And that's where your time is worth it. And the, But then when we continue to accept people that that does not energize us, the kinds of accounts that don't energize us, we're not doing anybody a favor. And those two things, you're absolutely right, go hand in hand. How do we embrace our value? We embrace our value by making the decision that we want to change how we feel about ourselves. That's the first thing. And the second thing is start telling us a different, start telling a different story. The words we use are so powerful. The stories we tell shape our lives. So about in 2014, I think it was 2012, I had a therapist. So this therapist, I just was having a tough time around. And I went to this therapist and she pointed out something. She said, Barbara, self-depreciation is your comfort zone. Mm. And I was like, what? And I kind of didn't believe her, but I kind of wanted to see. So I started asking a few friends, do I put myself down? Point it out. And I was shocked how they all agreed. And they did. They started, oh my God, listen to what you're saying to yourself. So I started saying, and in my biggest fear, I did not want to be arrogant. I was so afraid because so I would put myself down. But what I did is I was really crushing my self-esteem just by the words I was using in order to feel humble. So I started, you know, speaking differently. I started saying, damn, that was good. That was awesome. Or, you know, when someone would give me a compliment, instead of dismissing it, I would say, Thank you. That felt really good. And really consciously acknowledging it, acknowledging and digesting it. And so I just would change the words I use. And I'm telling you, it made a huge difference. Now, when I start putting myself down, it feels bad and I can't do it. And I'll say, oh, stop that. (laughs) Yeah, it stands out, right? It's like, what? So that's interesting because in the industry, women advisors have been so 
their experience watching the traditional advisor sell and close the deal, right, and promote themselves has caused women to go the opposite direction. Inst- and and it, they self-deprecate by not presenting their value in a more authentic way. What they don't understand is they don't have to do it in the more testosterone-driven way. Oh, 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 beat my chest. Let me tell you how great I am. By being very sincere and acknowledging what you love about what you do is a simple way to present your value in an authentic way that intrigues people to want to know more. That was beautiful, Audrey. That's exactly right. And I think the key word, you used two key words, was authentic and love. I think anytime we can speak from a place of love, because there's only two emotions, only two, fear and love. So either we're, if we're not speaking from love, we're speaking from fear. And that has a huge effect on us, not to mention how it repels other people, but it's using the love and the authenticity. You know, what changed it for me was in 2010, I started interviewing women who made millions because that was my goal. I wanted to make millions. So I interviewed a whole bunch of women who made millions And what was the most eye-opening part of that is they were doing it in a very different way than the world, Mm i.e. men, models. Mm -hmm. And that's when I wrote my book, my sixth book, Sacred Success, A Course in Financial Miracles. And it was all about a different model of wealth and power that women are following. And I really believe when we have enough women who are who are living their life authentically in a place yes. of love and passion and along with enlightened men who are doing the same yes we have the the values the vision the sensitivity and we'll have the resources to heal this planet to change this world and you know there are so many male advisors who get that who want that too now i don't coach male advisors but i do coach women advisors and as we uncover who they really are and they share their message and their story. And it's really about who they are and why they care and who they're passionate about helping and being willing to truly step up their game and say, this is, these are my strengths. This is what I do well. And that's why most of my clients have well over a million dollars in a multitude of accounts. It's as simple as that. So what? Yeah, it's as simple and as challenging as that. Yeah. And I wish everybody listening would take on the challenge to Ooh. introduce yourself and talk about yourself from a place of love and self-respect. And if you just do that, if you can just do that, notice it for, for one day that you will only speak of yourself through with love and self-respect, that you will only speak from a place of authenticity and transparency, it could be a huge game changer. And you know what else, Barbara, when you, you know, most of my financial advisors focus on the women's market and always they're afraid, but, but am I going to alienate the men? And here's what you're saying. The message is the message that they create 
is a message of love because they're really connecting to a certain type of woman. And what happens is it because it's a message of love, and this is what I think you're saying, it attracts everybody. It attracts men. It attracts women from every station in life because it's so real and so heartfelt. That's it. it you speak it from your heart. That's really what I'm talking about and you're talking about. I don't know if it attracts everybody, but it attracts the people that resonate at that frequency. It re- it attracts your tribe, the people your that tribe. Yes, the people that you will be the most comfortable and happy working with. I love that. Well, you are an amazing woman and have always been a fabulous role model. If you could give the women one piece of advice, this is all they need to change themselves, what would it be? Watch what you say. There's a there's a line that there's a quote that says, what you share, you strengthen. Yeah. So just share what you want to strengthen. So just talk about what's good is happening in your life. Even if there's some really crappy stuff happen, talk about the good, talk about what's good about you. Just exactly what you said. Talk about yourself with love. And I, I added self-respect. I love that. Well, you always bring amazing words of wisdom. And I know we'll have you on again, but you're a very busy woman with lots of grandchildren. And what if, if, if anybody wants to learn more about you and all your books, Barbara, where should they go? My website, Barbara-Houston.com. Love it. For those of you who love this podcast, share it with every woman. We need to create a mission. We need to create a movement. We need every woman truly and fearlessly embracing their authentic self. Thank you, Barbara. And for those of you, have a great week. Thank you for listening to the Femex Advisor Podcast with Adri Miller-Heckman. Click the follow button to be notified when new episodes become available and connect with Adri on LinkedIn. To learn more, visit Adri's website at femexadvisor.com. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Femex Advisor. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only.